Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Restoration Foursquare Church Audio Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Stay tuned for today's sermon. Enjoy, and God bless. Amen. Well, I'd like to say uh, Happy New Year's Eve to everyone. And welcome, we're glad that you're here, and to our online viewers, we're glad that you're here with us today also, and especially our first-time guests. We'd like to welcome you. I believe our service is what it is because of you. And like he said, we'd like to meet you in the door to my right and your left to just share and love on you and get to know you. Would you please do that for us? Just, we, we just want to get to know you. We just want to love on you. Amen? Amen. Would you stretch your hand towards me now? Father, we just thank you, as always, for the opportunity to share your word. And we ask now, Lord, that you hide us behind your anointing. Let me not be revealed, Lord, but let your word come forth with power, Lord, that some lives may be touched here this morning, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit, have your way this morning. We welcome you in this place. You are welcome. And we thank you, God, for your presence this morning. Lord, we love you and we praise you. And we want to do everything we can to be obedient to your word. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Before I start, I want to share a story with you this morning, and then we'll get into the Word. And it's a very touching story, and it's a true story. It's Tyler, Father Promise. And this father had promised his child that I would always be there for you. Some of you might have heard it before. It's a fascinating story that comes out of the 1989 earthquake, which almost flattened Armenia. This deadly tremor killed over 30,000 people in less than four minutes. In the midst of all the confusion of the earthquake, a father rushed to his son's school. When he arrived there, he discovered the building was flat as a pancake. Standing there looking at what was left of the school, the father remembered a promise he made to his son. No matter what, I'll always be there for you. Tears began to fill his eyes. It looked like a hopeless situation, but he could not take his mind off of his promise. Remembering that his son's classroom was in the back right corner of the building, the father rushed there and started digging through the rubbles. As he was digging, other grieving parents arrived, clutching their hearts, saying, my son, my daughter. They tried to pull him off of what was left of the school, saying, it's too late. They're dead. You can't help. Go home. Even a police officer and a firefighter told him he should go home. To everyone, Excuse me, to everyone who tried to stop him, he said, 
Are you going to help me now? They did not answer him, and he continued to dig for his son, stone by stone. He needed to know for himself, is my boy alive or is he dead? This man dug for eight hours, and then 12, and then 24, and then 36. Finally, in the 38th hour, as he pulled back a boulder, he heard his son's voice. He screamed his son's name, Armand, and a voice answered him, Dad, it's me, Dad. Then the boy added these priceless words, I told the other kids not to worry. I told them that if you were alive, you will save me, and when you save me, they'll be saved too. You promised that, Dad. No matter what, you said, I'll always be there for you. And here you are, Dad. You've kept your promise. Praise God. And, and, and I got good news for you this morning. The God that we serve, he always keeps his promise. Sometimes it don't look like it to us because we want some four-hour things. But he always keeps his promise. And we got to learn to trust our Heavenly Father the way that young man trusts his dad. Amen. No matter what we be going through in life, we still have to learn to trust our Heavenly Father and be obedient to his word. And that's what trusting is about because he loves us, he knows what's best for us, and everything that he has promised us, there's no one can stop it from coming to fruition. It will happen. And I wanted to share that with you before I get into the Word today because I believe that he has made some promises to somebody here today. And I believe that we haven't loved him back the way we should. I believe throughout the year 2017, we have doubted him in some way. And we just have not really trust him and just stepped out on his promises. But I got news for you. I had, can I confess something to you? I had got so wrapped up in news and all the stuff that's going on that I kind of slid away from my daily routine. And I probably some of you have too, if you would admit it. But I got news for you. I come to the conclusion a few days ago that no matter what the TV say, no matter what people say, God promises are real. Amen. And they will come true. And ain't no devil in hell is going to stop it. Amen. And we know all of this stuff that is happening today is just a precursor to Jesus returning. Amen. So I want to challenge you today in this message to Get back on track with Jesus like I've got back on track. Amen. And not worry about the cares of this world. Amen. You know, because the end times, we, we know all about that. We studied it. And that was going to be my message, but somehow it got changed. I know I got changed. God changed it. <laughs> because he had something that I think is different. And I want to share this message with you today. If you have your Bible or you can read along on the overhead, you can turn to... Uh, you, can, <clears throat> you can turn to Luke 13, verses 6 through 9. Amen? Amen. 
he also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his, in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well, but if not, after that, you can cut it down. And I want to share with you today for my subject, spared another year. Spared another year. Say that with me, spared another year. I don't know what you should have done in 2017, but this morning, we stand on the threshold of 2018 if we live until one minute after 12 tonight. And, and, I, and I believe many of us will, but there will be some that won't. But I challenge you today that get with what Jesus is doing. Get with what he have in store for you. He have put you here for a reason. You're not just here by happenstance. You are here to serve our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the building of his kingdom. And we need to get about it. And, and some people I know, including myself, we have been slack concerning the things that we need to be doing. But I challenge you today to get with it because he has spared you another year. Amen. Traditionally, the new year is a time of new beginning. It is a time when we make commitment to do better than we did in, two, that we do better in 2018 than we did in 2017. Out with the old, in with the new. But it's strange. Same problem and perplexity that we go to bed with tonight are the same problem and perplexity that we'll wake up with in the morning. <laughs> it, that, that, is, that is true. But I know a man. No matter what the problems are, he will be there for you. And you can trust him. I was telling somebody last Sunday at the nursing home that sometime we might not be happy with our situation of our circumstances but we can have joy in the midst of it if we have Jesus so let's get with it amen, amen. listen to this we are injected and infected with the same cancer cell of calamity and confusion oh yes the same tumors of trouble of 2017 have become malignant in 2018. You see, our problems just tend to get bigger, and especially if you don't have Christ. And if you have Christ, no matter how big they get, you can work through them because he's there for you to see you through it. For too many of us, 
know how to style and profile in, in, in the physical, amen, but not spiritually. See, you can't style and profile spiritually. Either you got it or you don't have it. Either you got it or you don't have it. And you know what? We serve somebody that know us in, through in and throughout. We can't fool them. You might fool me. I might fool you, but you can't fool him. God has spared you another year. You know, just like the leaf in the wintertime on a tree. I don't know whether you've seen this, but always you can look out and see one little leaf that is still hanging on the tree. And all the rest of them have fallen off. That's the way it is with us. God has spared us another year. <laughs> we ought to be thankful. We should be shouting about it, in fact. <laughs> Amen. We should be shouting about it. God has given you more time. The fact of the matter is simple. God sometimes gives us more time. He always wants us to do the right thing. And he extends us grace sometimes when we don't deserve it. But you know what? Even grace run out with God. And I'll share that with you here later on. It just, it just, you know, he gets tired of our foolishness. Amen? <laughs> what you must do is to get into what God is doing and get into what he's up to. God did not make you or create you so that you could occupy until he come or before he die, or die before he come. He made you for a purpose. And that purpose is to serve him. And, I, and I, I'm going to give you a specific purpose that he served us for. And that's all of us in here. A lot of times we think it's just for the preachers, the pastors, and, and people like that, and missionaries, but it's not. But God has spared you another year. Yes. The fact that you and I are still here means that God is still working on us. But you know what? He expects to find some fruit. Yeah. That's right. That's right. He expects to find some fruit. Right. Now, my first point is the owner made a reasonable request to that tree. If, 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 if you listen to the story, he planted a tree. And after three years, he came to get fruit from the tree, and it was none. So the third, third time, he said, cut it down. Why should it occupy the ground? <laughs> you know? Why? You know? Just, excuse me, let me get some water. Kind of got a dry mouth here. So he expected to find some fruit, but he didn't find any. But was his request reasonable? Is it reasonable? For Jesus to expect us to bear fruit. Yes, sir. Especially since we have named him as our Lord and Savior and we have accepted him as our Lord and Savior. We should be bearing fruit. You know, the man had a fig tree. He planted it. In biblical time, a fig tree was very valuable. 
Okay? So he planted, he didn't just plant any type of tree. He planted a fig tree. He planted a valuable tree. He planted us in the earth. We are valuable to him. And we're not just anything planted in the earth. We, he planted us, and we are valuable. A tree, fig tree is valuable. God expects to find some fruit hanging on his tree. The story of the fig tree is just true for most of us, most of us human today. We are the fig tree planted by God in the vineyard of earth. And we're here for a purpose. God did not create you and me just for the fun of it. He did not create you because you needed to be created or maybe you just wait, occupying space. You just matter. He created each and every one of us for a purpose. And I can't drive that home to you enough. And we have to get with it, church. We can look at our news, but when you look at it, there are people out there that need Christ. There are, the Bible talks about the love of many waxing cold. You know, when you get cold, that means ain't nothing in your heart. We, as Christians, should be spreading that gospel to teach people about Jesus and the love that he has for us and the love that he also has for them. Now, everybody won't hear it, but there will be some that will hear it. And I believe that we are here to snatch as many people out of Satan's hand as we possibly can before Jesus comes back. That's our purpose for being here. So how well have you done in the year 2017 at that? How many people have you witnessed to? How many people have you shared the gospel with that heard the gospel and gave their life to Christ? Think about it. God expend energy in molding each and every one of us because he had intention for us. You are a supernatural candidate with a divine mandate on your life. You was created, according to Genesis 1.26, I won't put that up there, to have dominion. But sometimes we let the world have dominion over us. We let sickness have dominion over us, and we, all we got to do is take them to the elders and let them pray over them, the Bible say. We get possessed with spirits because we allow that to happen, and we don't understand that we have dominion. Church, we have dominion. Amen. But you know what? He saved us to bear fruit. Now, I want to get to what... That fruit is Matthew, the 28th chapter, verse 19 and 20. Okay. I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. 
abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abide in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. You know, this mandate that we have on our life is to go forward. We, we can't do it alone. We have to have the Holy Spirit Amen. with us. And Jesus left that Holy Spirit with us for a purpose. He left it here to teach us. He left it here to guide us. But you know what we do most of the time? We ignore it. We ignore it and just do what we want to do. The owner expected some fruit to be on the tree. And I believe it was a reasonable request. And I believe it is reasonable what God expects of us today. Yes, However, every time that owner will come for fruit, he finds no fruit on the vine or on the tree. If you was in Jesus' place and he's continually expecting you to bear fruit, what would you do? You don't have to answer that. <laughs> I, some of us would be upset the first time. And the second time, we would really, really be upset. And the third time, we probably would just lose it. Next point, a redundant report. You know, are we always sending a redundant report to Jesus? I'm tired. I, I got this to do. Uh, I'm busy. That we can't bear fruit. That's what the fig tree did. It, it was a redundant report. Every time he would come, there was no fruit. The thing that struck me the most is the tree had some advantage. The first advantage was location. The tree was planted in a vineyard. I don't know about you, but I spent some time in Europe, and the vineyards in Europe, they always had a hedge, a bush, a fence, or something around it to keep the critters out. I even was in a place where one vineyard had a Something sound like a gun going off. I don't know if you heard that or not. Every so many seconds or minute, you hear a loud shot like a shotgun. And that would even keep the birds out. <laughs> Amen? So when I look at that, you know, it was in a good location. What excuse did it have? What excuse do we have? <laughs> what excuse do we have? Listen, the first advantage, like I said, is a tree is planted in the vineyard, and it meant that it was protected. The vineyard was enclosed roundabout by a hedge or a fence to keep the wild animal out. Listen to this. You are aware of those who are giving our life to Jesus Christ enjoy certain protection. If you don't believe it, go read Job. Okay? I'm not going to go into that story today, but Satan testified that Job had a hedge around him and all of his house and all that he had. This tree had an advantage, the location was. So 
as Christians, we have protection too. I like the song that Fred Hammond sang, Jesus, be a fence around me. I want you to protect me as I travel along. Then he goes on in the song and says, I want you to guide me and lead my feet as I go along. We have that, church. We have all that. What is our excuse? Satan testified that God had made a head around him. So, you know, he's trying to get to Job. But guess what? The end of the story of Job, he ended up getting everything he had back because no matter what Satan did to him, God told him not to kill him. But no matter what he did to him, Job said one thing. I know my Redeemer lives. <laughs> I know my Redeemer lives. Do you know your Redeemer lives today? Hallelujah. I know he lives. I know he lived. The second advantage that comes to mind is the fact that the tree was planted. It was not a product of chance or coincidence. It, it was planted. And when God plants something, he planted for a purpose. The guy planted the tree for a reason. He wanted some fruit. And God has planted us here for a purpose also. He wants us to bear fruit. The Bible says the owner, he kept coming back. And I can see Jesus down through the year 2017. He's just coming back looking for peace, looking for joy, looking for friendship, looking for solid marriages, looking for us to be about the Father's business and doing the things that he would have us to do. Looking for us to have faith in him and trust in him enough that we will step out and do the things that he has directed us to do. Amen. Oh, he's looking for that. Where's the fruit? Listen to this. We need some fruit of fasting. We need some fruit of praying. For three years, that's a total of 36 months, 156 weeks, 1,095 days, 26,280 hours, 473,040 minutes. That's a lot of time. <laughs> and here we are, God have given us another chance because we'll get a chance to see 2018. And that's 365 days. We could break that all down in a minute. What are we going to do with all that time? Are we going to waste it? Or are we going to do something with it? Y'all made it quiet. So he kept coming, and he kept finding nothing. The owner says, the pronunciation against the failed product, he got tired. So the owner said, cut it down. I've been coming looking for fruit for the last three years, and I have found none. Cut it down. 
I planted it, I protected it, I cared for it, yet it has not been productive. Cut it down. Cut it down. Let's look at Matthew 21, 18 through 19. When you look at that scripture, you think about, this, this is a scripture that Jesus came, he was hungry, he came to a fig tree, and he found all these pretty green leaves, but there was no fruit on it. So Jesus looked at the fig tree and said, let no fruit grow on you forever again. So the fig tree will then die right then and there. Now that's Jesus coming to the fig tree. I don't know how long that tree had been planted. <laughs> you know, but I know Jesus knew. He knew. And he knew it should have had figs on it. Just like he know we should have fruit on our vine. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. But he said, and it withered away. And the disciple was amazed. That's a story within itself. But yet this vine dresser, he came three years. Now, in Leviticus 19, if I, if I remember the chapter right, there's a scripture where when they came into the land, God told them to, when they plant a fruit tree, to not to touch the fruit on it for three years. And then the fourth year, the fruit was holy and they couldn't eat it. But the fifth year, they were able to eat the fruit. Now, I don't know if this applied to this particular uh, vineyard man, you know, but that was in the Old Testament. So if that's the case, this guy hadn't received fruit in seven years. So he had a right to be upset. But either case... <laughs> If it only was three years, he still had a right to be upset because he expected fruit from that tree. Just like Jesus expected fruit from us. Some of us have been here a long time. Uh-oh. <laughs> Some of us have been here a long time. You know. But, but, but what fruit are we bearing? And I don't mean this message to be hard. That, that's, not, that's not the purpose of it. I just want to get some attention to know that our time is winding up. You know, and Jesus is going to return. And what have we done to build his kingdom here on earth? What have we done? We have to be about the Father's business. The part of the parable, that's verse 7 where you say, cut it down. <laughs> cut it down. What a terrible thought to imagine God saying to one of us, cut it down. It even, it even, it's not even worth the space that it's taken up in the ground. It's quite easy for us living in the age of grace to be lulled into a false sense of security, thinking that such a thing will never happen. You know, some of us think grace gives us a license to steal or do anything that we want to do. But I'm here to tell you today, it's not. You can't do anything you want just because you're under grace. You know, there's some things that are required of us also. Wow, I could go deeper than that, but I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> I 
I want you to understand this too. And I need to tell you this, and I, I wrote this in here, and I highlighted it so I can tell you. You can't pink slip God and then still expect a bonus check of his bountiful blessing. Okay, do I need to say that again? You can't pink slip God, then expect a bonus check of his bountiful blessing. You just can't do it. You want God's blessing, you got to stay under the power of his mighty hand. You got to serve him. That's what he's expecting for us. And, and I don't think that is too much to ask, church. Hmm. Now, cutting, you know, demand attention. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I'd rather for the Lord to direct his attention on watering me and developing me than directing all his attention on cutting me down. I don't know about you, but I, 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 I want him to direct his attention on watering me, improving me, making me better. And I want to yield to that watering and whatever he want to do in my life rather than allow me to be cut down. I, 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 y'all still quiet. Wow. Can I get a witness? Amen. 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 The next point I have is the plea for patience. Well, I'm so glad that the vine dresser said, spare it another year. <laughs> spare it another year. May the Lord bless you real good. But all I want you to get from this message is that God is concerned. God is not concerned about a new year, but God is concerned about a new you. In light of what we've heard, we need to make a responsible respawn. All of us need to bear fruit. That's the response that we need to do. And I, I just want to close. I got a little ways to go, but I'm starting to close. Let us, clo <laughs> Let us close when I tell you that Satan had a mortgage on our soul. But God gave him a check of redemption on Calvary. And Jesus paid our debt in full. He paid it in full. We, we should be dancing all over this church about that. He, he paid it in full. We paid it in full for us. All the times that we were disobedient. All the times that we should have loved him and didn't love him. He paid it in full. Even when they were spinning his face and beating, on, beating him on the back and, and just whipping him and, and doing all sorts of things to him. He paid it in full. And he loves us so much that even if we was a part of that and we asked him to forgive us, he's not like us. He will forgive us. I know the things that I've done in my life and he forgave me for it. I'm very thankful. Because there's men in here that wouldn't have done the same thing that he's done. Oh, we, 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 we have a, a precious Christ. We have a Christ that loves us so much. And I think because he loves us so much, 
The only reasonable thing that we could do is love him in return. And you love him by action. You love him by demonstrating that you love each other. You love him by demonstrating that you love people no matter who they are. We just came through a series of pastors here, and I'm not going to repeat all that. You love him because of all of what he ever taught us in the last three weeks. Oh, there are some people that are hard to love. <laughs> but you got to love them anyway. That's the fruit that you have to bear. That's what God desires to do. That's part of the fruit we, fruit we bear. You can't have faith in God and surrender all of, your, all of yourself to him. See, that's what we don't want to do. And, and I challenge you today. Surrender everything about yourself to God. The songwriter say, withholding nothing, I surrender all. Surrender it to him. He's worthy of it. He's worthy. The new you might be the spare time he has given you and me to make things right with him. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I implore you to do so now. Or if you once were born again, you find yourself slipping back, gradually returning to your first, to your old self that you once was, I implore you today, return to your first love. Return to your first love. And do the first work that he has given you to do. Bear fruit. God is expecting us to return to him. And you know what? He's going to throw a party because he loves us so much. You remember the prodigal son? That's the Lord that we serve. <laughs> we can go out there and mess up, but when we repent and come back to him, Oh, he's just a happy. He rejoicing about it. Return to him. Hmm. Listen to this. Are you spirit-filled and tongue-speaking, but yet without fruit? If there's a huge vacuum in your life, but you have made amends, have not made amends, for I implore you to do it now. See, you can be saved and, and, and be all messed up too. You know. <laughs> Do you believe that? <laughs> there are some things that we need to get back on track with. Okay? This new year, you must not just carry green leaves all over your branches. You, you need to make every effort to bear some fruit also. Are you clueless? Or you need directions? Approach God and ask him for the very reason that he has made you. Now, everybody's not bad. So all of you that are already walking in the plan for your life, please enjoin, I enjoin you by the mercies of God to keep up the good work this coming new year.
It is expected that you do not stop. Keep moving, keep digging, keep doing the right thing. And I want to close with a scripture, uh, John 15, verses 1 through 10. I read a couple of those scriptures early. I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abide in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abide in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my word abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. But this, my Father, is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciple. As the Father loved me, also have loved you, abide in my love. If you keep my, excuse me, if you keep my commandment, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. And I'll read verse 11. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be filled. We want Jesus' joy because when he's happy, you know, he have a way of blessing us, don't he? What I'd like for you to do, we're going to put on the screen some prayer points and those prayer points is just a suggestion. You can add to it or take away. And I want to open the altar this morning. But if anyone wants prayer from someone, we would do that also. But I'm not asking for a New Year resolution from you, but I'm just asking you just come to the altar and just talk with God this morning. Let Him know that your intention for 2018 is to bear fruit. Your intention is to be fruitful. Your intention is to be obedient. Your intention is to be faithful to him to help carry the ministry of restoration forward, but not only restoration, a ministry that he might have birthed in you that will touch people's lives and people will be changed because of the fruit that you will bear and that you will share with them. Amen. And that concludes today's sermon. Thanks again for joining us on our Restoration Foursquare Church audio podcast. If you would like to learn more about Restoration Church, check out our website by going to r4sq.org. We pray you have a great week. God bless.